You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome to another podcast from InsideCarolina.com, the independent voice of UNC Sports. Brought to you by JohnnyTShirt.com, the go-to provider for all your Tar Heel gear. Welcome to the Inside Carolina Podcast. I'm your host, Tommy Ashley. We're sponsored by Johnny T-Shirt and JohnnyTShirt.com. Certainly uh, take care of them as they take care of us. And if you're a premium subscriber, which most of you are, and those of you who are not, you need to get it done, uh, you get 10% off your order. And they've got everything you need to be a Carolina fan, a Carolina freak, Carolina fanatic, whatever you want to do, shop at Johnny T-Shirt and JohnnyTShirt.com. I've got Michael Brooker with me tonight. It is rare that Brooker has been on this podcast <laughs> and we're smiling and have something to talk about. Mike, 101 to 59. Uh, can't say I saw that one coming. No, not at all. I was uh, I was a little concerned, you know, um, but at the same time, uh, just came out with a phenomenal effort from the jump and the big guys were huge, you know, found out before the game that Brooks were, wasn't going to play. And so we kind of worried a little bit about that, but boy, did that our big guys, uh, there's no team in the country that's probably more, more well-equipped to, to handle a loss like Brooks um, around a game, you know, start of the game. So uh, our big guys really came to play our, our guards were efficient turnovers were limited. So what a, what a phenomenal effort. Uh, and hopefully we can continue uh, with a good play um, and going a little bit of a run here in the ACC tournament. Yeah. I mean, they said Brooks was going to be out. Um, you know, I didn't think it was going to be that big of a deal, but wow, I had no idea uh, that they would come out. I think that's the main thing for me is seeing how aggressive and let's, Frankly, Garrison hadn't always come out aggressive. Um, uh, he will now after seeing his buddies do it, but Sharp and Baycott come out straight out the gate, like you said, just as aggressive, as fired up as this team has been and just really, really told Notre Dame from the get-go, this is what we're going to do to you. This is what we're going to do all night. Hadn't really seen Carolina do that too many times this season. No, they just abused Notre Dame on the offensive glass. Just every shot that went up, we were getting – um, I think we ended up with 24 offensive rebounds. And if we wouldn't, I mean, if we'd have shot it, we shot it so well in the second half that obviously they probably would have had 30 or more if we'd have shot it a little, uh, not quite as well. Um, but yeah, just um, Mondo with 20 and 13, eight offensive boards, uh, Sharp with 14 and 10, seven offensive boards, threw in six assists. Uh, and that's with 19 minutes. You're talking limited minutes from these guys too, and just putting up insane numbers. And then Kessler, of course, and I'm sure we'll get into more of that, but 16 points, 12 rebounds, seven assists, almost a triple-double in just 21 minutes of action. So uh, just a heck of a heck of an effort from the big guys. Um, and, yeah, like, I, like you said, um, Brooks better bring it or he's going to be sitting a little more than he's used to if these guys keep playing like this. Exactly. Kessler's been playing, you know, 13 to 15 minutes. He gets 21. Let's talk about him a little bit. Uh, I mean, we've seen Sharp and we've seen Baycott, which – those guys were fantastic. But when you add the third big, um, and the reason I keep looking up is folks on YouTube, I'm trying to watch Kessler's interview with Roy Williams and the size difference <laughs> between Roy and Kessler is just unbelievable. But this is a kid who plays hard and somebody tweeted about it and I, it might be a little overboard, but it said it's kind of a mix between Hansbro and Henson. 
Um, nobody's on Hansborough's level, none. It's just not possible. But he does play as hard as any big I've seen at Carolina in quite some time. And then you add in the pterodactyl arms. I mean, <laughs> tough to deal with. Could be could be a really special player if he stays at Carolina as long as he can. Uh, he's made so many huge strides in just a short amount of time as, as he's seen his minutes expand in the last few weeks. I mean, he's just taken some huge leaps and bounds, and it's been really impressive. I mean, like 16 points and 12 boards, five of those offensive, like I said, seven blocks. I mean, anything at the rim he was getting a finger on or getting a hand on. I think one possession he had multiple blocks, um, you know, landed and went right back up and got another. And like I said, he's doing it in 21 minutes. I mean, stretch it out to 30. I mean, he might end up with a 2015 and 10, you know, kind of a night, but uh, super active, getting out in the passing lanes, blocking everything he can. Um, just like I said, he has a chance to be a really special guy if we can keep him around for another year or two. Yeah, I mean, he the, – the way that he blocks shots, and it's interesting, he blocks most of them with his left hand, but he, he's a righty, so he, he's definitely got the ability to go amphibious, as our friends, uh, the late Charles Shackelford once said. Um, and please, folks, I know what I said. I said amphibious on person, uh, on purpose. If you're young, Google Charles Shackelford. He'll, he'll let you know what I meant. Um, but looking at him, and then you combine Baycott. And, and we've talked about Baycott a lot this season, but I'm just more and more impressed with his post moves. And, and then with Dayron, I'll be honest with you, Brooke, I heard a lot of cash registers ringing when I was watching these bigs play tonight. Oh, no question. No question. It's going to be hard, like I said, to keep these guys on campus if they keep turning in efforts like this. But, yeah, Sharp with his, you know, spin moves, his feeling the defense, the one spin move to the baseline where he finished at the rim, and then the other spin move uh, in the second half where he spun to the left, uh, his right shoulder, a little, little right-handed hook, you know, not a hook shot, but a little right-handed push shot after uh, feeling the defense there. And, um, yeah, he's impressive. I mean, obviously, he's been impressive throughout the course of the year. He's just a big, big human being and just um, extremely athletic. Uh, I, th I still don't think he realizes how strong he is sometimes. But um, And Baycott, I mean, like you said, just really polished post moves, you know, left shoulder jump hook off the glass, just really soft off glass and uh, goes and gets everything off the, uh, off the rim and, uh, you know, finishes around the rim. He makes his free throws. I think he was five for six tonight, I believe. At one point he was. He may have shot another one or two, but – um, just efficient from the line and just um, shooting at a high clip. And so, yeah, I think at one point our guys were 18 for 28 from the field. I don't know what we ended up from, from the big guys, but just a really efficient effort from all three of them. Indeed. Baycott finished six for seven from the free throw line after having struggled at times, um, you know, seven for 10, seven for 10, seven, 11, seven for 11 for a Kessler. So what's that? 21 for 31 from your bigs that is as dominant as it gets and that's without your senior leader in garrison brooks uh you know but when you win 101 to 59 there's some other guys that made some solid uh, plays out there and we got to talk about caleb love and rj davis uh, you know these guys have at times been turnover machines um carolina with only 11 tonight so it reckons that there will be less turnovers from those two guys but caleb love Six assists, one turnover. R.J. Davis, uh, let me see, did not have an assist, but did not have a turnover. So break even there. I think that we talked about on this podcast yesterday with Sherelle and Greg and Gregory and John Bowman that if there was an MVP um, and Carolina made a deep run, who would be the MVP? It's got to be one of these guys, right? It's got to be Love or Davis or even Kerwin Walton, don't you think? 
Yeah, I think ultimately, uh, I think it's probably going to be Love just because he has the ball in his hand so much. Um, he had 15 tonight, you know, six assists, as you stated, four four rebounds and only one turnover in 25 minutes. He's just becoming a, lo- a lot more efficient, and I think I talked about that. We talked about that a fair amount early in the year. Uh, you know, he was putting up some numbers, but just the efficiency wasn't there. But he's kind of turned the corner, it seems, in, 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 in that area. Um, obviously, the two Duke games, and then tonight he kind of carried that on from the Duke effort. Uh, you know, RJ shot it well. I thought Harris, um, Anthony Harris was was big tonight. He made a couple plays, the, the play in transition where he went between his legs and went and finished with the left hand. Bang, knocked, uh, knocked down a couple threes, two for two from three. So he's looking like he's getting a little more comfortable if he can contribute to, you know, those points in 12, 15 minutes a game and, and the defense he brings and the energy he brings. Then, you know, I, I like where our perimeter is headed as well. So, it seems to be we seem to be rounding into form, uh, hopefully uh, at the right time and getting a little positive momentum heading into the postseason. Indeed, and one thing a blowout win will do is you can spread out the minutes. Carolina had nine guy, guys with at least thirteen, and Harrison Playtech with thirteen, and then everybody else kind of went up from there. Um, Leaky, as he usually does, leads the team in minutes with twenty-eight. Um, you know, he had a, a his best shot was taken away by. Uh, the the officials for whatever reason yeah i'm not going there uh (laughs) folks got to realize that this is the acc there's always going to be issues with the stripes just take it as it is and you know if you ignore it it doesn't go away but at least it doesn't drive you as crazy as it might Um, you mentioned momentum mike and they play virginia tech tomorrow evening same time Uh, virginia tech is a team that has played two games in 32 days or something ridiculous like that uh Clearly, having a double buy in the ACC tournament is ideal these days. But I've always thought that playing a game and then the other team not playing a game usually benefits, at least if it's the first game. I'm not talking about this is our fourth game and you're playing your second or whatever. But for Carolina to have this game under their belt, playing against a Virginia Tech team that has not played, how big a deal is that for North Carolina? I think it's a big deal. I mean, we have to be feeling really good about ourselves. We shot, you know, shot it relatively well from three. I think we didn't shoot it great the first half, but really came on second half. So, I mean, um, and shot a high clip from the field in general um, and just just felt good about ourselves. You know, you score 100 plus points um, and have a lot of uh, big contributions from multiple guys. I mean, you, you got to be feeling good about where you're headed, especially coming off that Duke win as well. So um, coach has to like kind of where we're headed. Um from our execution perspective, turnovers were limited tonight. Um, so I think it's a big advantage to have them coming off a, a huge layoff, uh, maybe a little rusty, um, and we're kind of uh, rounded into shape here and, and got a lot of things heading our direction. So I'm looking forward to the matchup. If we can continue to take care of the ball and attack the glass like we had tonight, pounded inside, I think we'll be in great shape. Let me ask you this. Playing in the ACC tournament, when, when – and I know it's tough, A, because it was a long time ago when you were there, and B, you didn't play major minutes. But when do these guys start feeling their legs when you're playing in the ACC, ACC tournament when it's a uh, game of day? I would think, uh, you know, obviously that wouldn't didn't really factor in for me personally. But um, <laughs> I tried to say it nicely. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, I know, I know. Um, I would say probably the third game. I don't think anybody, you know, as young as they are and as athletic, and, and we manage our minutes pretty well anyway. We don't play – 
you know, we don't have many guys that play 36 plus or anything like that. It's usually 30 if, if that. Uh, and so we, we have a lot of guys contributing. So um, I, I'd say third, third game, probably tomorrow should be, we should be perfectly fine. Um, you know, with the nature of this game, especially we didn't have many guys go over 20, 25. So, but I would think if, if we play um, a tough game tomorrow and, and are fortunate enough to win and then come the third game, then you'd probably see a little fatigue start to set in and, you know, um, and it may become more of a factor. Um, but I, I think we'll be fine tomorrow from that perspective. 42 to four run. I believe that's what it is. Have you ever seen anything like that? Uh, no, uh, not maybe not <laughs> since uh, not since 2008 in the Final Four when Kansas uh, put that on us. Ooh, probably. You, yeah, <laughs> you had to go there. That was um, 40 to but, 12. I would, yeah. And that's funny you mentioned that is uh, my son was asking – who all these announcers were. And I, he was like, who's Packer in Durham? And I told him who West Durham was. And I said, and Packer, his dad was Billy Packer that, uh, he's the famous it's over. Yeah. in that Kansas <laughs> game, if that shot goes down and Carolina gets back in it, he eats those words forever. No um, yeah, no question there. So, um, are we buying this North Carolina team? I think they I can like- beat Virginia tech, but beyond that, are we buying them? Um, more so than what I have at any point in the year. I mean, we put back to back really good performances together. Um, I kind of think we continue to, you know, find our identity. I think we've always had this identity, but we're seem to be a little more comfortable in it. And we see Kessler flourishing and the other bigs playing really well and aggressive and, and love seeming to kind of turn the corner and being more efficient. So, um, I, I'm buying, I'm buying, um, but, um, you know, it'd be great to see it, put another one tomorrow together, put another great performance together. And then, then I'd probably really be on board even more so, but, uh, it was fun to watch. I mean, that's the most fun I've had watching these guys in a long time. And so, uh, they were having fun and uh, it's just good to see. It was fun yeah. to watch. It was, I told Joey Powell, um, of course, fellow inside Carolina podcast host, and, and I see live guy. I said, it's going to get down to five points at some point. I didn't realize, uh, I meant 55 points. <laughs> <laughs> so it was just an absurd win from North Carolina. Like you said, um, a fun game to watch, especially if you're a Carolina fan. Notre Dame, uh, they mailed it in. That Recreating Chris Jenkins' shot last night uh, didn't go well for them. And I also thought it was funny. Mike Bray paid for Wojo coming into the Smith Center and getting a win a couple of weeks ago. So small world how everything's connected one way or another. Uh, Michael Brooker, I appreciate you joining me. We'll see what's up tomorrow. Carolina and Virginia Tech, I guess the late game again. So we'll see you the same time, same place tomorrow night. Sounds good. Thanks. 101-59 North Carolina wins on the Virginia Tech in the quarterfinals, I guess, of the ACC tournament. Still weird uh, the way this format is. Johnny T-Shirt, johnnytshirt.com are our sponsors, of course, and rate us, review us, and subscribe both on YouTube and on Apple Podcasts. Thanks, guys. Thanks for listening to another podcast from InsideCarolina.com. Brought to you by JohnnyT-Shirt.com. Where to go for your next Tar Heel gear purchase. 
What's up, y'all? This is four-time NBA champ Andre Iguodala. Yo, and this is his best friend, the Ohio State legend, Evan Marcel Turner the first. Every Wednesday, we drop a new episode on our show, Point Four. We're talking basketball, business, and all the culture in between. From locker room stories to some basketball analysis from those who've been in the game. Now, it is a do-bad. Do average 29 and 11. God, shit. what'd it take to be an all-star? A win. Subscribe to Point Four the podcast so you don't miss a thing.